Guys, what's going on? Welcome back to another episode of the Arsenio Buck Show. Guys, I'm going to talk to you about my defining moment. You know, Lewis Host posted this last night on his Twitter account, probably, let's say about 23 hours ago. And I saw this and I started writing. The next thing you know, I wrote another message and another one. And then I said, oh my God, you know what? This could be made into a podcast to really go back and pinpoint when was when was that defining moment that everything changed. Now, a lot of you need to do this exercise too. Because when you actually look back and look at your positive past, you're going to see that you have overcome so much to get to this point. So never quit. Because what you've already been through is part of your story. So, guys, you heard me, okay? A lot of you are probably coming on for the first time. I do want to give a shout-out to uh, Curacao, uh, which is very interesting, northwest of Caracas, Venezuela. And you know what? I'm just so uh, just so pleased to hear all of you who are listening to me around the world. We got folks out there in France who I love dearly. I just I love everyone around the world who's listening to me. It's just so fascinating to see where these analytics are coming in from. So, places like Egypt, um, of course, Kenya, uh, New Guinea, Papua New Guinea, what is it? Uh, Places, of course, like Hawaii, Lawrenceville, Atlanta, Georgia, Indonesia, Mumbai, Cape Town, Alexandria, London, Klaibu, Norway, Clapham, UK, Pakistan, you name it, guys. I'm just so grateful for all of you. And my goal is, of course, to give you guys as much as I can. So, first and foremost, love being grateful. And now... If this is your first time tuning in, I see so many new people who are tuning in. It's not about victimizing. It's not about being a victim. But I've gone through a lot. A lot of us go through a lot. Depending on, listen, there are different types of things everywhere that puts us in such a box, in a bind, saying, wait, so you're singling, singling me out because of this or because of what religion I'm part of or what color I look like or, you know, what background I have or what this or what that. We all go through this. The majority of us go through this, unless you're very, very entitled, entitled child. But there have been there have been so many different defining moments that I've had in this damn country. And of course, there was the you know getting out of the depression in October 2014 and having those types of thoughts. Of course, me finding a job. Of course, me ditching this and ditching that. But you know what? I think between November and March of this year, I was scared as hell. I was terrified. I didn't know what was going to happen next. And you know what? That's why I started looking everywhere. That's what I was thinking about considering, you know, that Chile. I was in like phase two of this interview. And then I said, nah, I'm not going to do this anymore. And then Honduras. And then, of course, China came to the board. And I was considering all these different places. And I said, you know what, Arsenio, if you're just going to quit on something, an idea, or quit on a story that's not ready to end yet, don't do that. So I just kept thinking to myself, I said, well, what am I going to do next? And, you know, of course, you know, that voice within me just kept saying, you know what? Just keep looking, keep searching. Someone out there is going to give you a job. So I remember, you know, man, I remember when I first moved in here, I was just having these thoughts on the uh, the SkyTrain while I was traveling to, uh, you know, to go teach uh, at this place outside of Bangkok. And I was actually standing there. I was like, man, I remember when I first moved in, I had a friend that came over. We watched a movie. You know, this happened, that happened. So many things were coming together. And I remember I didn't want to leave my condo because I'm like, dude, I love this place so much. This is my place of zen. And going to that dog house of a job 
over there to the north that I've told you guys about so many times, it made my heart hurt. I got anxiety. I started sweating. My chest would hurt. And then I knew I had already made up in my mind in November. I quit. And I'm glad I didn't quit at that given moment because, of course, I did have some residual income coming out of that dog shit of a job. And then, so that defining moment was, of course, saying I quit. That defining moment was saying, okay, I'm going to go home, look for a condominium, boom, I found it. That defining moment was when I came here and met three people, including the owner of this condominium, and I signed that contract. There was no going back. There was no saying, oh, you know what? No, I think everything is going to be okay at work. They'll give me work. No, they won't. No, they won't, Arsenio. Nobody likes you there. It's been the same shit three and a half years. Now you got a monster at the helm. Now you got a monster. Uh, we, we already know the story. I don't have to keep going back to it. But this is what happens in terms of that false hope. Giving yourself false hope when you know you need to give up. And so over time, man, it was that, it, it was that monthly period. You know, and January came. And of course, some other jobs came, and next you know, there were some bullshitty jobs, and there were jobs saying, hey, well, they chose this teacher instead of you, and I'm like, wait, what? They could choose teachers? And I'm like, why didn't they choose me? Oh, oh, but because, uh, you know, the other teacher was white. I was like, oh my god, you're that type of place. Goodbye, you sorry-ass mother. Bleep! You know what I mean? It was the same thing that I've been going through for so long. There was another job that sent me about five different jobs in a one-day period. I remember I kept trying to email them saying, hey, I'd like to accept this. I'd like to accept this. And they said, oh, well, you have to get a follow-up interview process to accept this job. And next thing you know, they were like Japanese managers. And I'm like, well, of course the Japanese guy is going to choose the white, you know, the black guy as a teacher. You guys need to stop doing this. This is what perpetuates the perceptual racism that lingers within the minds of these human beings in this country. And so I'm just trying to explain to you what I was feeling at that time. You know, there was a lot of tug of war. There was a lot of self-doubt that was happening. Yeah, 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 yeah. I was reading the Stephen Covey. I was doing this. I was doing that. And at that same given, at that given point, there were type, there were different types of jobs that came into my life at that specific moment that have actually helped me so much. One of them being a language center called Mind English. They helped me a lot. And then another one, uh, damn, I forgot the other name. Uh, yeah, there were a couple others. And I just kept saying, okay, giving myself and telling myself, all right, I'm going to be able to find this work. I need to find something. I need to find a full-time, find a full-time, find a full-time. March came around, and I'm like, oh, boy. And I remember there was one month that I made only, like, a 1,000 U.S. dollars. And I'm like, dude, I am shit scared right now. I need to figure out where am I going to start getting money. So a project came and another project came. I said, okay, this is going to help me. And at this given moment, guys, I'm just going to explain to you my feelings because the only way to really put this in perspective is to actually tell you what I was feeling. And, of course, you were probably feeling the same thing. That feeling of just hopelessness. That feeling of, gee, am I really giving myself false hope? Am I going to find a job here? Checking the job boards every day. On a website that's just so completely dilapidated. And just hoping that somebody would respond to me. Of course, given that false hope, you know, I thought I got a job in December. And I'm really, really lucky that I didn't, you know, just quit my job all of a sudden. Because if I had done that, I would have been jobless from January all the way through April. And who knows how much money I would have had. People coming in and out of my life. A lot of things happen. And you know... The beginning of this year, 
I feel that it was the beginning. I'm not going to say I was rock bottom. Of course, I had my savings. I didn't necessarily have that positive mental attitude. Yeah, I was doing these books like the Gary Vee, the this, the that, but I didn't have those people in my life that would take me to the next level. And then, boom, just like that, March 4th, Selena Celeste came into my life. And I'm like, okay, this entrepreneur out of Denver, Colorado. Okay, I like this. I like this. Boom, two weeks later, Luke Burrows. And Luke was my man. You know, me and Luke were chatting it up and this and that. And, of course, he kept listening to my podcast. And he's like, oh, you have a YouTube too? Oh, you have this and that? He would ask me questions. And then within that last, that other week, from March 17th to about March 24th, someone messaged me. Her name was Juan. And she's like, oh, my God, I would love to be, I would love to be your mentee. I would love you to be my mentor, please. I want to work for the Arsenio Buck Show. And I'm like, you want to work for the Arsenio Buck Show? She said, I want to work for the Arsenio Buck Show. I said, why? She said, I really love what you're doing right now. You're creating social change. And I'm like, okay. She lived in Malaysia. Now, of course, um, I was going to go to Malaysia for a trip. And so I did. And I met her. Then we, you know, got everything out of the way and whatnot. And, you know, we kept talking and this and that. But our relationship just continued to develop more and more. The ideas. It was like synergy. In a way that we were using mind, um, mind blending is what Napoleon Hill talks about. You know, like what Henry Ford, Harvey Firestone, and Thomas Edison would do on the weekends or during the winter. They would go up, the three of them amongst themselves, and go up into the foothills or whatever, and just that mind chemistry. And you're able to deliver and talk about different ideas and this and that. And I'm saying to myself, I'm like... Okay, May came around. Okay, boom, had to go to Singapore. After that, June came around, met a guy, a manager, who actually has, of course, a school that's probably an hour and a half outside north of uh, Vientiane, Laos, the capital of Laos, which is just north of Thailand. And he offered me, he's like, hey, man, I would love for you to teach at my school on a volunteering project. I said, well, that would be a great project for the Arsenio Buck Foundation. That's the foundation I want to start up. And so, of course, you know, we continue chatting and whatnot. And this guy dropped me off at the airport. He took care. This guy was remarkable. Oh, just a remarkable individual. And I just, I'm just so grateful for that. Because even I got a WhatsApp. Oh, I mean, that's a long story in itself. And I've been able to attract some of the best managers at hotels ever. One of them, of course, uh, being Lena out there at Huhumale Inn in the Maldives. And the other one, of course, being him, the guy out there. Um, I can't say his name because his name is like 30 letters. But um, the guy out there in Vientiane Lao. I started bringing these people in. And then, of course, yeah, I started, you know, I started getting a book schedule. Then I accepted a job over here. Then I dumped this other job. And then, I, of course, after Lao, after I went to Lao, then I had to go to Malaysia again. And then after Malaysia, that's when I actually did the podcast with my boy out there, the entrepreneur. Hus- what, oh, my God. Hakeem Khan. And then a week later, next thing you know, I get, like, three different messages on my Instagram. This guy's sending me videos. I'm like, oh, hell no. This better not be no kinky shit. Better not be sending me no dick pics, okay? So excuse my French. But, you know, people be, they be on some weird stuff. You know what I mean? So I'm like, okay, well, I checked the video. And it was this guy named Mustafa. And he's like, hey, man, I really like the Arsenio Buck show. I would love for you to come on to my podcast. And so I did. And this guy... From Well, not from Guinea. Guinea born, of course, in Malaysia. Speaks five languages. 21 years old. This guy's life is going to explode. 
couple of videos of him and another Australian famous singer who sings in Bahasa out there in Malaysia went viral, about a million views. And I started attracting all these people into my life. So guys, let's pinpoint it. When did it happen? Did it happen when I made up in my mind that I was going to quit a job that was no longer suitable for me? Did it happen when, of course, you know, I was going through that struggle and dealing with these sorry-ass, whack-ass jobs out here? Did it happen when I said, Arsenia, you cannot give up? Did it happen when Selena or Luke or Juwan or any of these, of course, these other magnificent individuals came into my life? Did it happen then? Or was it the entire process? See, this was the defining moment that has shaped my life into what it is today. People in just about every country on this planet is listening to me. And I can't be grateful enough. It wasn't like this before. Was it the Gary Vee videos? Okay, was it the Gary Vee Crushing It book? Was it the Napoleon Hill's uh, positive mental attitude, being able to maintain that? Was it my charismatic personality that continued to develop? Or was it that moment back in October when Toshiba said, hey, no, we're cutting you off. It was at that moment, that following weekend, when that British guy, that 700 million thousand year old guy, was sitting in front of me and saying, I don't think you're good enough. Was it that moment? When was it? And this is what I love to pinpoint. See, guys, these struggles, this process is a beautiful thing. You guys really need to not give up during this process. Because the process is all part of the journey and part of the story in general. It's just talking about Perry Powers in terms of, you know, uh, talking about, you know, uh, storytelling and whatnot. You know, 10, 11 years old, he was molested. Just last year, his father passed. Perry is still a magnificent individual who's emanating so much positivity and bringing change to people's lives. How does this happen? See, guys, those defining moments, when we're able to pinpoint them and say, and say okay, this happened, this happened, this happened, I'm going to make it my story. But you know what? It was the, this moment right here, Arsenio, that if you had given up and had gone left, you would have never been enjoying the things that are happening and what you're bringing into your life today. See, that's the most important part about life. Those defining moments, those are the most critical moments that you cannot give up on. If you give up on these specific moments, then everything comes falling down. It's kind of like that movie, what is it, The Investment Bureau. You know, when Matt Damon, he's like, oh, you know, if you would have did this, this was supposed to happen, that was supposed to happen. But since you did this, everything just got scrambled. That's how it is. Doing something spontaneous. Doing something way outside the box. You know, I've been through a lot of hell. I mean, I could pinpoint so many things. But over the these from November to, I have to say, March. or may, Yeah, about March. That was a very difficult five months for me. Because I was, I was telling myself, well, what am I going to do? Am I going to get work? Uh, I don't have much work. What should I do this day? What should I do that day? You know, I was going to a place that I absolutely hated. I finally quit. You know, I wanted to cuss out my boss, but what, what, what is that going to do? The guy's probably, you know, just two years left in on this planet. Just let him be. He's already dug himself a hole. It's not, it's not, it has nothing to do with me. Just let him be. Let these people be. Don't fit, just have empathy for them. 
And that's what Gary Vee taught me. Empathy. And then I started learning about empathic listening and doing this and, you know, the autobiographical, you know, responses and this and so many things I've learned. And now I'm putting to the test and they're working. That defining moment, those four months, this was the most critical four months of my life because I was scared shitless. March, it was just like, oh, okay, well, I got a little bit happening, you know. And then, of course, April, okay, it came back. It was a really nasty check. And then May, okay, June, boom. July, wow. August, boom. Now people are emailing me from all over the world and everything has changed in the blink of an eye. So first and foremost, I want to just give my gratitude and just everything to everyone out there who has been following me and all the new ones who are now currently following me. Um, Go back to those times, Arsenio in Thailand. Just type it in on YouTube. You'll be able to find that podcast and you can just listen to what my reactive language was back in the day to what I am today. And I want to give, I just want to give gratitude to be grateful for Selena and the Luke and the Perry and the T Marie and the Sohair, the Mustafa, the, uh, the, that man, that's like four continents already. Um, uh, you know, of course my folks out there in Egypt, Africa, just every continent, <laughs> I'm going to give just so, I'm going to emanate as much positivity as I possibly can to all these wonderful and just alacious, I don't even know if that's a word, but these alacious individuals who have literally carved out this sculpture of I in terms of what I have to be. I understand now. So I really want you guys to look back and write it down on a piece of paper. What was your defining moment? And did that moment define you? Did it define you? Or did it define what was going to happen after? That's what you need to ask. And I'll let you guys be. This is your host, Arsenio, as usual. Over and out.